Thank you for joining us today for the Cybersecurity Guide podcast. My name is Steve Bocut. I'm a writer and an editor for Cybersecurity Guide and the podcast's host. We appreciate your listening. Today, our guest is Dr. Faisal Kaleem. He's a professor in the Department of Computer Science and Cybersecurity at Metro State and the director of cybersecurity programs there. We're going to be discussing cybersecurity education opportunities kind of broadly and also specifically at Metro State. So let me tell you a little about Dr. Kaleem. Faisal Kaleem is a renowned educator, trainer, and consultant with over 18 years in information technology and cybersecurity. Faisal's expertise spans computer networking, databases, programming, and information security, which is highlighted by his CISSP certification. His research focuses on cutting-edge areas like cybersecurity, smart grid security, computer and network security, forensics, and artificial intelligence applications. As the executive director at MinCyber and his service on various boards, Faisal's contributions to cybersecurity education and, inno- and innovation are unparalleled. With that, welcome, Dr. Kaleem. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you very much, Steve, for inviting me to your podcast. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. This is going to be fun and interesting for our audience, and I, I appreciate your time. Thank so you let's let's much. kind of start with that. Let's let's help the audience understand how. Uh, how the journey was for you? What was your path to to where you're at now? How did cybersecurity become a thing for you? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a good question. So my journey in the cybersecurity field has been a unique one. Uh, my background is electrical engineering, but really, what fueled you know is the innate curiosity and passion for understanding the inner workings of technology. You know. I don't have formal training in computer science or cybersecurity, but my journey has been characterized by a series of experiences that have led me to where I am today. So if you don't mind, I can talk about those experiences, you know, quickly and, you know, mention that, you know, what kind of experience and what kind of education I have. I would love to hear about that. Okay. So from a young age, I exhibited a natural inclination towards engineering. So instead of simply playing with toys, I found myself dismantling them to uncover their internal mechanism. (laughs) It was uh, that early fascination with reverse engineering that laid the foundation for my my future endeavors uh, in the realm of technology and cybersecurity. So uh, after completing my bachelor's degree in electrical engineering from a prestigious university in Pakistan, I embarked on my professional career as a telecommunication engineer for a defense contractor. All right, now it was during that time that I wrote my first TSR keylogger program in C programming language. TSR stands for terminate and stay resident. Uh, And that basically was like a big deal during that time. And that was a pivotal moment that introduced me to the intricacies of cybersecurity. Uh, Around 1996, I started my master's degree in electrical engineering at Florida International University. It was here that I chose to focus my thesis on steganography, further depend, you know, deepening my understanding of covert communication techniques with digital media. So again, kind of like you, you can see the progression of cybersecurity over here. Yeah. Um, 
embarking on my academic journey in 1999, I ventured into teaching as a lecturer. Uh, concurrently, I pursued diverse industry certification, enhancing my you know, proficiency in IT and security. During this period, you know, I was uh, asked to develop a security course for the National Science and Management Information System program. And this was basically a pivotal juncture in my career path. And this is where I decided that, hey, you know, teaching is where I want to go. Uh, teaching this particular course in security repeatedly and experimenting with different security tools not only reinforced my enthusiasm for cybersecurity, but also motivated me to deepen my expertise in, in the domain. Now, during my tenure as assistant professor at FIU, I played a pivotal role in designing and developing an online master's degree program in cybersecurity, reflecting my commitment to advancing knowledge and nurturing the next generation of cyber professional. And finally, upon joining Metro State in 2014, I found a landscape where only one course, Steve, just one course focusing on computer security existed. Think about it. There was nothing yeah. at Metro State yeah. in 2014. Since then, my mission has been to cultivate a culture of cybersecurity excellence, both within the academic realm and across broader society. Fast forward to 2024, and Metro State stand as the foremost institution in Minnesota for cybersecurity, boasting comprehensive academic programs and cutting edge technology. Uh, Throughout my academic and professional journey, you know, my unwavering dedication has been to propel the field forward, advancing knowledge in cybersecurity and nurturing the next generation of cyber professionals. So in a nutshell, this is my story about cybersecurity. Interesting. Well, thank you. I appreciate you sharing that. That is fascinating. So with that background, let's kind of focus in on students that, that may be interested in cybersecurity. Maybe they really haven't even decided uh, that that's exactly what they want to do. Can you kind of help them understand what core subjects or skills they should focus on? I mean, do they need to be programmers or, they, or maybe they don't even like programming? Is there still a place for them in cybersecurity? Can you explore that a little bit? Yeah, very good question. So, I mean, again, cybersecurity is that area where, you know, you can, it's for everybody. Like whether you have a technical background or whether you have a non-technical background, you have a place in cybersecurity. Well, let's talk about like, you know, from the technical perspective, because most of the time people are interested in, you know, technical aspect of cybersecurity. With that, you know, computer science fundamentals, you know, start with the basic of computer science and computer architecture. And definitely don't forget about, and I always tell my students, two programming languages. You know, just understand the working of C programming okay. and then Python. These are the two programming languages. I always tell my students that, hey, if you really want to do good in cybersecurity, get these two programming languages under your belt. Then okay. second thing, you cannot do anything good about cybersecurity if you don't know computer networking. So a strong understanding of networking protocols, devices, and technologies, they are really, really very crucial because they will help you understand that how the data flows across the networks and how to secure that data effectively. Then, as you know, that everything requires an operating system. You know, all devices require a framework or operating system. So knowledge of various operating systems such as Windows, Linux, or Mac OS, and so on. So I mean, some knowledge of operating system. 
Then don't forget yeah. about those cybersecurity principles. Uh, we, we they should know about some sort of threat modeling, you know, uh, risk assessment. So here you go. Whether you are technical or non-technical, you have to do some. You have to understand how to do some sort of risk assessment, uh, vulnerability scanning, uh, access control mechanism, uh, incident response. Uh, they are all vital for developing security strategies. Then obviously doing the coursework. You also have to understand how to secure the information. So cryptography is something very, very important. You know, here we are talking about different type of encryption, encryption algorithms, you know, digital signatures, uh, other cryptographic protocols for securing data, com data communication and system. Uh, then definitely you have everything is done via web-based application. You know, uh, most of the web applications are, and services are web-based. So understanding common web vulnerabilities like cross scripting or SQL injection and how to mitigate them is also very important for cybersecurity um, professionals. Yeah. Pen testing, what a wonderful, wonderful area yeah. over here that you know they should learn about pen testing you know, to provide valuable insights into how attacker exploits vulnerabilities and how to effectively defend against them. Uh, and then for, uh, and again, I should also mention that in all these things, there are a variety of security tools and technologies, you know, like they should they should play around different type of firewalls, uh, intrusion detection or prevention systems, uh, antivirus software, um, uh, log aggregation analysis. Uh, and then don't forget, you know, we always say that, hey, uh, learn Kali Linux. Kali Linux is something, you know, that you should absolutely, absolutely learn if you really want to do a uh, good into uh, cybersecurity. Um, for the non-tech, we should also, you know, and again, even for the tech, uh, don't forget about those security standards and compliance, like for example, uh, uh, you know, those ISO standards, uh, you know, 27001 or the NIST cybersecurity framework, or, you know, having some understanding of regulatory compliance like uh, HIPAA or GDPR or, you know, other, there are a bunch of PCI compliance. So some basic understanding. And finally, I would also say that, you know, you, and again, this is not just me, this is coming from my industry partners that effective communication, problem solving and teamwork skills are a must for cybersecurity, you know, professional. And yeah. I, and actually I would say we, you know, instead of calling them soft skills, now we actually introduce a better word for that. We call them power skills. So oh, okay. just like learn that. those power skills. And then yeah. continuous learning, earning professional certifications, participation in cybersecurity communities and conferences, they are all essential for keeping pace with evolving threats and technologies. Okay. So Lest we paint a picture here that might scare some somebody just coming <laughs> out of high school, that's the stuff that you're going to learn, right? When yes. you enter into cybersecurity, you go to Metro State uh, and and get involved in the the classes and programs there. So if I'm just coming out of high school, how much of that is essential? I mean, do I need to have strong math skills? Do I need to have any programming at all, or can I come out of high school and and make a decision to go to Metro State and get an education in cybersecurity? Uh, I guess I'm just trying to figure what the, what is no, that I understand. basic. I, understand. I thought the question was basically. No, no, and it was like, that you that yeah. was perfect. I just I just want to make sure that someone listening to this who's still 
in high school thinking that cybersecurity yep. might be a course for them, what what do they need to have before they can Absolutely. be successful in their education? No, I I I know that some of the uh if, if some of the professors are listening to this thing, they might uh, disagree with me on the math part. Mm -hmm. uh, but long time ago, I learned that if we're going to put high math requirements uh, uh, for the students to join the cybersecurity program, we will not have <laughs> a good okay. number of cybersecurity you know, uh, people in the workforce. So uh, for the K-12 students, uh, no, don't be afraid. You just need simple college algebra and obviously you know you're gonna come and learn about discrete math and statistics those are something that you would learn uh, and those are the minimum requirements from my perspective so if you are a k-12 students learning the number one thing that i would like you to have is the passion about cybersecurity. there we go you should, yeah. you should be you should you, you should be passionate about the field and again yeah. this is for everybody if you're not passionate about the field Honestly, regardless of whatever educational background you have, you cannot do much in, in cybersecurity field. So the number one thing I would say is the passion. Some yeah. sort of technological background. So if you have been playing around or messing around with some of these tools, I think you have the capability to join the cybersecurity program. Uh, I would suggest, uh, again, if you're in high school, if you can, which actually I did a, uh, you know, like a talk to one of the, the high school over here. And I mentioned, uh, because they, the students asked me a question about a cybersecurity certification or some sort of certification. So I said, you know what, if you really are interested and if you really want to find out that, hey, uh, I can do good in cybersecurity, try to get that CompTIA A plus certification. That yeah. is a certification that will tell you that whether, you know, you, you can... You, you can do good in cybersecurity or not. And that yeah. would basically give you a, a baseline uh, or a background in joining Metro State program. Oh, that's excellent. That's good, actionable advice right there. I like that. I mean, you could right out of high school or even while you're still in high school, you could pursue that CompTIA uh, A-plus certification and see whether you've got an aptitude for, yep. um, for that kind of thing. Interesting. Thank you. Um, so... A minute ago, you mentioned uh, some of the, the, the tools and technologies. So it, cybersecurity is such a dynamic field. Things are changing so quickly. The tools that people are using um, are changing. So what, what advice would you give uh, a student who wants to get into cybersecurity? I mean, just focus on the fundamentals and then learn the tools when you get in the field or do some of each. How would that look to you? Yeah, so as I always tell my student, and by the way, this is a number one question during interviews with the employers, okay. that, hey, uh, do you have a setup in your basement where you can practice uh, or have some sort of hands-on skills uh, uh, in cybersecurity? So again, where I'm going with this is uh, every student who is a current student cybersecurity or who's interested in joining a cybersecurity program, the very first thing they should do, and nowadays it's so simple, you know, you just connect a bunch of virtual machines, install a couple of softwares and start playing with them. So right. my advice to those students would be, especially when it comes to the cybersecurity, just install a couple of virtual machines and one of them should be Kali Linux, which is basically a, you know, it's Linux distribution with all the different type of uh, tools and uh, 
uh, stuff regarding cyber, uh, you should start playing with that particular distribution, you know, as soon as possible. Start playing with different type of operating systems. Start understanding, you know, the different security mechanism of the operating system. And again, you know what? There are so much out there when it comes to internet or YouTube or LinkedIn. There are so much tutorial. I mean, you guys are living in an era yeah. where, you know, you just need to go out and you will find the knowledge. I, I just compared myself with my kids and I always tell them, hey, listen, when I was, you know, doing my education, uh, there was no internet, you know, we don't have resources like yeah. you guys have. I mean, it's so simple for you guys uh, just to type that's the true. We, we had to actually use textbooks and you exactly. only knew what was in the textbook. You really couldn't branch out, you know, beyond that too easily. Uh, exactly. Good. And with, with chat GPT and with all the AI stuff, with the, all this uh, co-pilot from Microsoft, you just have to tell the system, this is what I'm looking for. And then comes out tons of information for you. It's just to you that you just have to sit down and, you know, understand that information. You don't have to really worry about like reading a formal textbook or something like that. As you just said, Steve. Yeah. Oh, interesting. All right. So let's, let's paint a picture then for this, this student, this hypothetical potential student of cybersecurity, what kinds of career opportunities are awaiting them when they get through and, and we might look at a couple of different points along the way when they get through with their undergraduate degree. And if they go on to a master's or a PhD, what kind of career opportunities does the cybersecurity field offer? And Steve, I, I want to admit that as an educator, we don't do a good job when it comes to talking students about the career opportunities. I really hope that students who are listening to this podcast, you know, take this advice from me. So the very first thing that, any student should do, and even, even starting the career, they should take a look at some of the job roles that are out there, you know? Now, when I say job roles, uh, I suggest taking a look at, you know, NICE cybersecurity framework. So N-I-C-E, which is from NIST, uh, and it's called the NICE cybersecurity workforce framework. And then the second framework is called the DCWF. That stands for DOD Cybersecurity Framework. Now, both of these frameworks basically are divided into multiple categories, like whether you want to go into security or provision, whether you want to go into investigation or defend or protect. I'm not going to go into those details, but the good thing about you know, those uh, framework is they will basically tell you the different type of job roles. And then they will spell out those job roles in terms of what we call the KSATs, KSATs. Uh, K stands for knowledge, skills, abilities, and tasks. So basically, it will tell you that, hey, if you want to become a cyber defender or cyber defense analyst, which is, by the way, a particular role in those framework, then you should, you know, what kind of knowledge is needed? What kind of skills you should bring to the table? what kind of task the employer will be asking you to perform. So if you get an idea, you know, ahead of time that, hey, these are the kind of tasks employers are going to be asking me to perform, you know, you will basically make a better decision in choosing your role even before joining any cybersecurity program. So again, I would urge you, I would recommend you that before you start your cybersecurity career, you know, take a look at those two frameworks 
and find out, you know, what is close to your passion. And again, that uh, when it comes to our job roles, it's not just technical roles over there. As I mentioned, there are a bunch of different type of roles available. But again, you just need to take a look at those frameworks and decide yourself, you know, that uh, what role basically you want to get into. Now, again, having said that, I will mention a few roles over here uh, quickly just to give the students the idea. So obviously, the first role is security analyst role. Now, this particular person is responsible for monitoring and analyzing security threats. They respond to security incidents. They are the one who implements security you know, measures to protect the organization and obviously organization's assets. Uh, then another exciting role, which I, I know my students are very, very excited about it, is the pen testing role or the ethical hacking role or ethical hacker role. Uh, they are the one who actually assess the security of the systems uh, by trying to simulate how the attackers break into those systems and try to identify and then obviously exploit those vulnerabilities and weaknesses. So this is one of the most exciting, exciting roles for students. Yeah. Uh, incident responder, you know, they are the one who uh, basically investigate those breaches. Uh, they are the one who coordinate responses to the breaches and then, you know, not only contain them, at the same time, you know, try to mitigate the impact of those security incidents. Then another one is the uh, the SOC analyst, the Security Operations Center analyst. They are the one who sits down in the Security Operations Center and then kind of like, you know, uh, monitor the security alerts, uh, you know, analyze the security incidents. Uh, they take a look at uh, the incidents and response to these incidents in real time to protect the organizational assets. And again, as I said, there are a bunch of them and if there's a forensic analyst as well, but I should also mention the SOC or actually security compliance officer slash auditor, oh, yeah. because I want to make sure that students who are listening, they have to understand that it's not just the technical aspect, but there is a non-technical aspect of cybersecurity as well. So security yeah. compliance officers or auditor, they ensure that organizations comply with relevant laws, regulations, and industry standards by conducting security audits, assessments, and compliance reviews, and, and, and so on. So again, there is a variety of roles. You can do secure, you can become also a security researcher <laughs> that you yeah. can start analyzing vulnerabilities and then you can try to develop exploits. And again, when, when I say developing exploits, not from the bad guy perspective, but from the good guy perspective, because you want to develop the exploit to help the pen tester to identify and uncover those weaknesses and uh, vulnerabilities and so on. So again, yeah. sky's the limit over here, Steve. Yeah, and and not only uh, all, I mean, all those things that you've talked talked about. The beauty of it is all of those things require are required in every vertical market. It's not like oh, it's yes. just it's just financial or it's not just government. Every vertical market, healthcare, anything you can think of, needs those skills uh, across the board. So um, there is a, there is a great opportunity. And so I want to focus a little bit on academia's role in that. So how do you, uh, specifically at Metro State, prepare the students for that? Do you go out and talk to people in industry and find out what they want, what they need, uh, you know, uh, and the skills that are needed to fill the roles that they have, and then design your curriculum to, to fit that? Or how does that work? 
Yeah, I, I will I will come to that uh, in a bit, but I just want to uh, say one quick thing uh, to the students mm -hmm. and especially from the perspective of the, uh, the job roles. As you said that, you know, cybersecurity is something that could be applied to any sector, any verticals. I always tell my student, and this is my favorite tagline, that cybersecurity is national security and cybersecurity is job security. That yeah, very you good. Can, you can <laughs> just true. go into any field with cybersecurity knowledge and you will be able to you know, find a role there in that vertical. So yeah. cybersecurity is national security, cybersecurity is job security. Now, uh, role like of that. academia. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So uh, MinCyber that you know, I established a couple of years back, it's basically a public-private uh, partnership. And what I was able to do uh, was I was able to um, convince uh, the senior directors and or the chief information security officers of the major organizations here in Minnesota. We are talking about Best Buy, Target, Medtronic, uh, uh, United Health Group, uh, Fairview, which is a medical system, uh, Priam, Cargill. We have National Guards. Uh, we have some legislatures sit in the advisory board. So it's basically a very, very powerful advisory board uh, you know, from different sectors. And by the way, our state IT CISO also sits in the advisory board. And this is the board, which actually helps me, you know, not only with my, uh, with any sort of internship opportunities uh, or full-time opportunities for my students, but at the same time, whenever I have question about uh, like, hey, uh, is our curriculum up to date? Is, is there something else that you guys want and we are not doing? Please advise me. They are the one who actually, you know, advised me on that. On the other hand, uh, as you know, Steve, that Metro State is a NSA designated center of academic excellence in cybersecurity. And because of that, we actually have to align our curriculum with what we call the NSA knowledge units. Uh, and that basically, you know, makes sure that we are covering a wide range of topics, including computer networks, you know, cryptography, vulnerability assessment, regulatory compliance, and so on. So obviously, comprehensive curriculum based on industry advice, uh, based on NSA knowledge units, that's the number one thing for any good cybersecurity program. Uh, then definitely, you know, the role of expert faculty come in. I'm very, very proud to say that, you know, our faculty member of expertise in various areas of cybersecurity, but then we also have something called community faculty. So again, the term typically is adjunct faculty, but we call our faculty as community faculty because these are industry experts, but they are part of the community. And they are the one who come and teaches some some special courses for us, you know, with, with, with the experience they bring to the classroom. I mean, honestly, students love them. So we have tons of these community faculties as well. Um, then our courses, some of our courses, they are also aligned with some of the industry certifications as well. So again, as you know, that some of these certifications, they are all, they always try to get themselves, you know, or they always try to update themselves. So, mm -hmm automatically, which means that we, if we want to keep ourselves or our courses aligned to these certification, we also have to update our courses as well. So that's basically the other thing, you know, we always try to do, you know, in order to provide, uh, you know, the best possible education for our students. Perfect. All right. And so you mentioned um, 
some of the internship opportunities that you learn about because of your connections in the community. Let's explore that a little bit. How how crucial are internships and are they common or is it more rare? So internships are incredibly crucial for cybersecurity students because they provide, you know, valuable real world experience, uh, exposure to industry practices and networking opportunities, quite frankly. Uh, they are not common. Uh, it all depends upon, you know, obviously, you know, your connections with the industry. Uh, and it all depends upon if the if the industry has some sort of openings. But we try as much as possible uh, to get, uh, you know, internship opportunities to our students. So I, I should mention that our program, both at the undergraduate level and graduate level, basically has... Uh, internships, uh, courses. Uh, so the student basically, you know, take internship and then they also get uh, a credit steward their, uh, their internship. But I should mention here is that one of the uh, latest internship that Metro State has created is what we call cybersecurity clinic. So this is one of the four grant that we received from NSA. So we were the one of the four awardees nationwide. NSA entrusted us with this grant uh, to establish what we call a cybersecurity clinic. Now, cybersecurity clinic is a wonderful, wonderful way of providing a student, you know, with hands-on skill. How? So what we do, we train the students, then these students basically are gonna go out and then they're gonna provide free risk assessment to different type of clients. And the clients include small businesses, K-12 schools, underserved municipalities and communities, and nonprofits. And then, the good thing that happened with the clinic, as far as Metro State is concerned, that Minnesota IT, we call the Minute. So Minnesota IT or Minute, they joined hands with us because they have a, they had a similar needs. They wanted to do some sort of assessment for K-12 underserved municipalities and communities. They said, hey, why not we work together? And then why not you know, we uh, provide these services to these clients together? So we yeah. are working with Minute. We already started with 21 students this, this semester. And this is the first semester we are doing this internship. Uh, the students are gonna go out uh, in the groups and then they're gonna perform these assessments uh, for these various type of clients. What a wonderful opportunities for students to learn, uh, not only by doing the real deal, but at the same time, they're gonna be also working with uh, people from Minute uh, who are going to who are going to be there to guide them as they perform these uh, these assessments. So again, yes, internships are very, very important. And sometimes you can find creative ways, just like I said, the cybersecurity clinic is a wonderful idea to create or to, or to provide opportunities for the students to get into these uh, internships. There are, there are various benefits. You know, obviously you would get industry exposure. You will definitely have a possibility of professional networking. Uh, you will you will enhance your portfolio even before you graduate. Uh, you know all those power skills development that I just mentioned before that comes naturally as you work with different type of team members. You know your communication skills will improve big time. Your problem solving abilities and you know uh, teamwork skills in a professional environment. You know is going to be improved and 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 so on. Okay, so thank you for that. I appreciate that. So before 
before some students can worry too much about their internship, they need to worry about scholarships <laughs> uh, so they can get to that to get to that point. Is there anything you can offer in that regard, scholarships that um, are relevant or applicable to cybersecurity students? Absolutely. And you know what? There are several scholarships of opportunities available. Uh, Metro State, we just finished uh, one of the scholarships from NSF. So but now we're going to be applying for other scholarship opportunities. Uh, but I should definitely mention some of these scholarship opportunities that you know the students should be looking for. So one of the, uh, uh, the scholarship opportunities that is available to the NSA CAE institution, the Center of Academic Excellence Institution is from DOD. And that scholarship is called DOD CYSP, which stands mm -hmm. for Department of Defense Cybersecurity Scholarship Program. Um, this program provides funding for both undergraduate and graduate students who are pursuing their degrees in cybersecurity or related fields. And what the recipient does, that the recipient will receive full tuition coverage, stipends, summer internship opportunities with the DOD. And obviously the idea is that after you receive this money for every single year of the money that you receive or for every single year of the scholarship that you receive, you know, you will be obligated to work into a government three-letter agency, whether it could be a DOD or FBI or you know um, or a CIA or what they will. The good thing is that they will find an opportunity for you. So you just have to pay back by working, you know, uh, for a governmental agency. Now, similar to the same idea is something called Cybersecurity or Cyber Corps Scholarship for Service or SFS. Now, this is basically sponsored by the National Science Foundation. The idea is exactly the same. Uh, they will give you the full tuition. Uh, they will give you stipend. They will give you uh, a laptop. They will give you tons of things. But then once again, upon graduation, you actually have to pay back by working for any governmental you know, uh, organization it does not have to be DOD or FBI or whatever, even though I, I think uh, last time they also allowed the student to work for state government as well. So again, uh, the idea is the same. You can obtain the scholarship and then you can just pay back by working for the same number of years that you got the scholarship for. So for, for example, if you receive the scholarship for one year, your obligation is to work for one year. If you got the scholarship for two years, then you should be working for the for the government for two years. Uh, then on the private side, on the private sector side, ISC Square, uh, this is the provider for the famous CISSP certification. Mm -hmm. uh, they provide both undergraduate and graduate scholarship. And by the way, this is uh, that uh, the deadline is coming very very soon, which is February 29th. So if any student who is listening to the podcast and if you're interested in the ISC Square undergraduate and graduate scholarship, you should hurry and apply for those, um, you know, it's not much, but it's $5,000 per year to cover tuition, textbooks, and other educational expenses, but it's still a good amount of, you know, you uh, scholarship. Yeah. So February 29, don't forget that, you know, apply yeah. as soon as possible. And finally, I should also mention that SANS, which is one of the popular uh, provider of security courses and certification, they have something called SANS Cybersecurity Work Study Program. Uh, 
And this is basically kind of like their way of offering scholarship uh, in which they actually select some students. Uh, and then what they do is that they ask the student to attend their SANS cybersecurity training course for free. And then they give you certification exams for free. And then, and then in return, all they want is that you assist them, you know, while somebody's teaching the course and like act like a teaching assistant or something like that. What a wonderful way that you are basically there to not only observe, assist, but you're also learning getting these uh, courses for free and then getting certification for free. So again, mm -hmm. if you're interested in uh, getting into, you know, the SANS, uh, uh, work study program, you should take a look at that and apply for it. Excellent. Thank you. All right. Earlier, the top of the show, we we touched briefly on uh, professional certifications. So let's let's explore that a little bit more. Um, what professional certifications would you recommend? How important are they? And how does that all fit together with a formal education? All right. So I'm going to repeat myself again, Steve, that this is one uh, one thing that I know that not every faculty is going to agree with me. Right. I'm a big proponent of certification, but I know some faculty don't like the word certifications. But let me start by saying this thing that certifications are not a replacement for a replacement of cyber of formal cybersecurity education. Right. If somebody gave me a choice between certification and degree, I would opt, opt for cybersecurity degree. Certifications are highly important in the field because they can like provide validation for somebody's skills, knowledge, and expertise in a specific area of cybersecurity, and then kind of like demonstrate their commitment to professional development. But once again, if you are listening to me, students, your number one priority should be going after the degree. And while you are doing the degree or while you're getting your degree, or even after you complete your degree, I would highly recommend you to go after, you know, some of these certifications. Now with that, I can mention a few certifications that I tell my students to go after. Uh, mm -hmm. And if you, if you get those certifications, definitely, you know, your chances of getting into the workforce is going to be much higher as compared to somebody who is just uh, going there just with a degree. So uh, numerous certifications available from, uh, various organizations covering a variety of topics and skill level. Uh, if you want to start as a base level certification, again, I already mentioned for the K-12, start with the CompTIA A+, because that covers also some aspect of security. But for undergrad students or for a student in associate degree in colleges, uh, your best starting point is CompTIA Security Plus certification. This is kind of like an entry-level security certification that covers foundational cybersecurity concepts, uh, principles, um, making it suitable for beginners or those seeking to start a career in cybersecurity. And then the cool thing about you know, this certification is that this is vendor neutral certification and widely recognized by the employer. So you're not working on a specific technology over here. Uh, so this is the reason why it's you know, widely recognized by the employers. Uh, then you can, again, follow the CompTIA route. I tell my students to follow the CompTIA route. CompTIA provides some high-level certifications, like, for example, if you want to go into pen testing, you can do pen test plus. Or if you want to do some sort of uh, analysis, you want to, you can get sub, uh, CompTIA 
CYSA plus, or if you want to go at the highest level of uh, CAMTIA, uh, you can go what we call CAMTIA CASP plus or CASP plus, uh, which is basically one of the, the top level certification from CAMTIA. When it comes to the other providers, uh, EC Council has a series of certification. One of their popular certification is called the Certified Ethical Hacker Certification, which is kind of like almost the same as uh, CAMTIA Pentest Plus certification. So that's another good one to go after. For students who are interested in compliance or uh, uh, security management or security auditing, uh, ISACA, I-S-A-C-A, uh, they offer two certification, the Certified Information Security Manager or CISM or Certified Information Security Systems Auditor or CISA. These are two very, very popular uh, renowned certification from ISACA. And especially if you really want to go into the non-technical aspect of cybersecurity, like auditing or cybersecurity management, I would highly recommend you to go into this. The top level certification that I personally also have is the uh, CISSP certification from ISC Esquire. Now, obviously this requires not only knowledge, but this also requires some practical experience. Students who are interested in this certification, you can definitely you know, get to the certification. You can take the certification exam. And if you pass the certification exam, they will give you what, what they call the associate of CISSP or associate level CISSP certification. And then once you get, I don't remember the exact number, but it's, I, I, I think five years of uh, practical experience. Once you get that five years of practical experience, then they would convert your associate CISSP certification into a full CISSP certification. But ultimately all students who are who wants to go into a cybersecurity role, whether it's a technical role or a non-technical role, or who actually wants to climb that executive ladder, uh, they should definitely try to get into the CISSP certification. And again, as I said, CISSP certification is not a replacement of a graduate degree. So if you have a choice between a graduate degree in cybersecurity or a CISSP certification, you should first try to complete your graduate degree and then you can try to complete the CISSP certification. And I should mention one more, one more certification. Actually, I would say two more. Um, OSCP, which is a very, very technical certification, stands for Offensive Security Certified Professional. Uh, this is a very, very challenging certification because even to pass it, you actually have, a, you have to pass a challenging 24-hour hands-on exam. So think about the, uh, the power uh, of the certification and think about uh, how, much how much valuable this certification is because they will put you to a 24 hour exam, hands-on exam, which basically will assess your knowledge, not only the knowledge, but obviously your capability of performing certain tasks, uh, which would, would be a testament to the employers that you know you know, what you are doing and you know how to accomplish certain tasks. And finally, if you are doing some SANS training, uh, SANS provide a bunch of different types of certifications through their GIAC or the what they call the GIAC Security Essentials, uh, Global Information Assurance Certification. They have a series of certifications. You can also try to look into those certifications and try to get into those certifications.
Excellent. And just a note to um, to our listeners, we will try and put links to as many of these certifications as we can in the show notes. And additionally, if you're uh, listening to the podcast um, uh, from our website, or if you go to our website, in the left-hand panel menu, you'll see uh, articles and reviews of all of those different certifications that uh, that Kaleem has talked about, Dr. Kaleem has talked about. So, um, we're, we're getting close to, to being out of time, but there are a couple of things that I do want to talk about uh, and get your perspective on. And of course, one of those is emerging technologies. I mean, AI, machine learning, every that's all the buzz, right? So give us your perspective on on the impact that has on cybersecurity, maybe both from the, the threat perspective as well as the defender perspective. How are these new technologies going to play into it? Oh, wow. Yeah, of, of course, you know, this uh, <laughs> AI and, uh, you know, it's uh, machine learning, you know, they are, um, they are a, uh, like really, really, uh, you know, um, I would say having a profound impact on the field right. of cybersecurity, both in terms of uh, defending against the cyber threats and definitely from the uh, malicious, uh, malicious, uh, uh, sure. actors' uh, perspectives. So AI and machine learning are influencing the cybersecurity in many ways. So for example, uh, when it comes to, let's start with uh, threat detection prevention. Mm -hmm. So both artificial intelligence and machine learning technologies nowadays are being used not only to detect, but to prevent you know, some prevalent cyber threats in real time. And how they do it, obviously, AI is all about analyzing vast amount of data and patterns. So all they do is they analyze the data, they try to identify the patterns, you know, though, which are indicative of malicious activity. So these technologies definitely, definitely can help the security systems teams uh, to recognize the threats and responds to these new and evolving threats, you know, more effectively than, you know, tra traditional signature-based approaches. Now keep in mind, you know, signature-based approaches is all about that, hey, uh, you know, we know what the threat is, we know how the attack work and we develop the signature. And then, you know, obviously we put that signature as part of the tool or technology, and then the, the tool or technology compare the signature against a threat. So, but it will not guard against any new or any 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 emerging threat. And this is where the, you know, the AI and ML can come in. Uh, kind of like, you know, I mean, I, I really like the idea because this is basically uh, more towards a proactive uh, strategy as compared to a reactive strategy. So definitely AI right. and machine learning are helping big time in that. Anomaly detection, you know, that's another area, you know, that, uh, identify anomalous behavior you know within the network uh, it can take a look at the user activity and that could indicate a security breach or, in, or insider threat you know we we should not even think of forget about the insider threat that's something very very important to keep in mind you know whether it's uh, uh you know a malicious intent or whether it's like accidentally done you know whatever but AI and ML can also help in identifying that anomalous uh, behavior uh, and help organization detect and you know, respond to these incidents, you know, very quickly. Uh, then again, uh, 
you know, you can think in terms of uh, predictive analytics, which kind of like already touched upon that it can analyze historical data to predict the future cyber threats and vulnerabilities, kind of like, you know, uh, allowing the organization to proactively mitigate uh, the risk and, you know, kind of like uh, improve their security posture. So that's another area that AI and uh, ML is uh, breaking ground. Uh, AML, which stands for the adversarial machine learning, uh, which is all about, so I mean, think about this thing, you know, malicious actors, they are also leveraging big time AI and ML techniques to develop mm. sophisticated cybersecurity attacks that can evade these, uh, you know, traditional security defenses. So AML basically lets you manipulate or exploit the AI and ML algorithms to bypass these detection mechanism and generate malicious contents and launch targeted attacks. So this is where, you know, obviously if somebody is good in the AI and ML, then definitely they can come up with some sort of mitigative strategies uh, against the AML as well, like using the AI and machine learning. So there are like so many different things the yeah. AI and ML, you know, is doing. Yeah. I agree. Thank you. So uh, before I let you go, um, I don't want to forget our early career professionals. So somebody who's already maybe got their undergraduate degree, or maybe they've got a job in in uh, cybersecurity, but they want to advance their career. We've already talked about professional certifications. Obviously, that's that's a great way to advance your career. You know, pick the direction you want to go in, find the right professional certification, add that to your resume. That's a great way to advance your career. Is there any other strategies or suggestions that you could offer this early career professional? Absolutely. And again, uh, the key word here is continuous learning, mm -hmm. which is going to be essential for anyone to stay abreast of industry developments, you know, honing skills and advancing their careers. Uh, but here are some strategies that I can, or some tips that I can provide uh, you know, to consider for continuous learning and career advancement in cybersecurity. Uh, I always tell my undergrad student that you should not stop at the undergraduate level. You should pursue further education, whether it's going after advanced degree, like, like a master's degree, or getting certifications uh, or a specialized training in cybersecurity you should definitely, definitely take a look at that, okay? Um, so again, if, if somebody is asking my choice, I would say, hey, go get your graduate degree, a master's degree in cybersecurity or cyber operations. And by the way, Metro State offers AMS degree in cybersecurity operation, which is basically a, a, an accelerated program that you may want to take a look into. Uh, stay updated with the industry trends. That's something very, very important. You know, you should you should uh, subscribe to some podcasts like this one or other podcasts. Uh, mm -hmm. Regularly follow industry news. Uh, you know, take a look at the blogs. Uh, you know, join some forums. All about you need to stay informed about the latest trends. Steve, you mentioned about the AI or ML. You need to be. They need to be informed about the emerging technologies like AI and ML. Uh, they need to also take a look at what are the best practices the others are following and I am not following. Uh, so again, subscribe to cybersecurity newsletters, you know, join the professional organization. That's also very important. If you have an ISACA chapter or ISC squared chapter or uh, 
you know, ISSA chapter, you know, join those uh, uh, chapters and participate in online communities, connect with your peers, learn from their experiences. Definitely attend, you know, uh, training workshops and conferences. I mean, if you're if your state or if your city or if your area offers, uh, you know, these uh, short training workshops or a one day or a two day conference, you know, you should definitely, definitely, you know, try to uh, get in, uh, attend those conferences. And by the way, conference is a wonderful, wonderful way of not only learning uh, about the emerging technologies, learning new contents, but as well, you know, networking opportunities. This is where you will get to meet your future employer. <laughs> so again, exactly. just make sure that if you if 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 you have an opportunity via your school or via your employer, do not miss it. Attend those conferences. Then also, you know, I would say that I always tell my student whether you already graduated or not, or if you already graduated, just start participating in some of these free online competitions such as capture the flag competition you know it, it it will it will make sure that you your 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 technical skills are still sharpened okay you still have the problem solving abilities and team working skills so again yeah. make a team uh, and join some of these capture the flag competition which then there are tons of them on the on the uh, on the internet uh, do not be afraid to seek mentorship and guidance i tell my student to join me or connect me on the on my LinkedIn profile, connect with me, connect with the other professors, connect with the uh, with the with the mentors uh, within the cybersecurity field who can provide you guidance or advice or who can support you as you navigate your career in cybersecurity. Look for experienced professionals who can offer insights. Uh, you know, share their experience, share their journey in cybersecurity. Uh, they can also provide feedback on your career goals as you develop them. Uh, again, uh, also if possible, you know, uh, try to contribute to open source projects. And there are so many out there because then you're going to be working with a, uh, a an army of uh, industry professionals who are contributors to these open source uh, projects. And this is basically a best way to gain hands-on experience, share your knowledge, collaborate with other professionals. And at the same time, it will also help build your reputation, showcase your skills, and learn from others in the community. And don't forget, I was already mentioned to you, the key word is you should embrace in continuous improvement. You know, just adopt a mindset of continuous improvement and lifelong learning in cybersecurity career. Perfect. Thank you. Excellent device. Uh, Fasel, I can't thank you enough for the time that you spent with us today. Uh, the information is invaluable, uh, and I'm sure our audience is going to learn a lot from that, and I, I appreciate that. So thank you for spending your time with us. Thank you very much, Steve. It was really fun. And I, I as I said early, that uh, we don't do enough uh, yeah. you know, for, for our students in terms of career advice. So I really am thankful to you to provide uh, us this opportunity to talk directly to our students. So thank you for that. But we appreciate what you do. And a big thanks to our listeners for being with us. And please remember to subscribe and review if you find this podcast interesting. And join us next time for another episode of the Cybersecurity Guide podcast.